Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Part two of the purpose and power and purpose of communion. I'm going to start today at Romans chapter four first. Please take your pen and your papers out. Who was here last week? I'm telling you guys, you have to, have to, have to get this teaching from last week. Who watched us on Periscope if you weren't here? It's it's awesome what God is is doing here. We've been doing this series, and last week I taught on the power of the blood of Jesus. The power of the blood of Jesus. My goodness gracious. Jessica, we're going to get you up here and testify soon, okay? You all read that testimony on Facebook? He's still the healer. Mm. This week, even when we were praying for somebody, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said to someone that we were praying for, stop trying to get healed, just receive it. Sometimes we beat ourselves up. Oh, what am I not doing wrong? What am I doing right? What am I not doing? Remember them old days? It was always our fault. Just stop it. It's a free gift. Don't beat yourself up. Just rest. And receive your healing. Amen? Amen. It's already paid for. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. He is still the healer. Still healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to touch on a few things that I did last week. And then quickly get to the bread. Romans chapter 4 verse 23 to 25. And then we're going to go down. Keep reading into Romans chapter 5. Chapter 1. So before we go ahead. And if you're new and you're like, what is this weird stuff? It don't matter. Just put your right hand over your head. Left hand over your head. Say, stinking thinking. Stinking. You've got, to go. You've got to go. Today I receive revelation. Today I receive revelation. I'm, not just a hearer of the word. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm also a doer of the word. So I receive the word today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Romans chapter 4 verse 23 says, Now it is written for our sake alone that it was imputed to him, verse 24, but also for us, It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised Jesus from the dead. If you're wondering, well, aren't new covenant believers not imputed but imparted? Yeah, you'll get to it in just a second. Let's do it in the Amplified verse 24. But they are written for our sakes too. Righteousness standing complete, uh, standing acceptable to God will be granted and credited. Amen. You are not just credited righteousness, you are imparted righteousness. Righteousness, listen to me carefully if you're wondering what is righteousness. Righteousness is your ability to stand before God pure. Righteousness in the new covenant is not right doing, it's a right standing you have with God. There is nothing you can do to become righteous. You can never be holy enough to be righteous. Did you know that you could keep all the law And still be unrighteous. That's a revelation some church folk need to hear. You could pray 24 hours a day and still be a sinner. Righteousness is not what I do. Righteousness is a free gift that I receive. If you read Romans chapter 4, it is specifically talking about Abraham and how righteousness or this right standing before God was credited into his account. He wasn't righteous. He was credited righteousness. 
You with me? He was imputed righteousness. Abraham could only be fully righteous until Jesus died on the cross and paid for the righteousness. Until then, it was only credited to him. Those of you and I that are in the new covenant, we don't have righteousness credited to us. We have righteousness imparted to us. That means you're not a sinner that's on the inside that's faking righteousness on the outside. You have been made righteous on the inside and out. That's why the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have old nature, old desire, old identity. It is passed away. Behold, all things are new. Because of the old nature, you were, you were susceptible to sickness, to curses, to bondage. But now that you are in Christ, you're a new creation. You are in Christ. Say, I'm in Christ. So now that I am in Christ, I only receive what Christ receives. Hallelujah. Say this, it's not just credited to me. It is imparted to me. I said this the other day and I said, when you make a payment on, the, on a credit card, you really aren't paying. Especially those of you under the age of 18, you got to hear this one. Unless daddy pays it, in our family, mommy pays it. <laughs> oh, if you know me, that's funny, isn't it? When the, when the ministry started and the ministry just started to explode, the ministry just grew. I mean, when we started ZCIM, the ministry, 2009, the ministry just grew. I didn't expect the ministry to grow that fast. So I called my wife and I said, honey, I know you're a scientist. And I know you work in the health science center and all that. Would you please come work for me? Because I need you, honey. I need you. So she gave up her science. And now look how the ministry has grown bigger. She takes care of that stuff. Amen. God bless that lady. Yeah, you better clap for my honey. Well, since then, a lot of people have come to help us with, with the finances and stuff. But at least I thank God that my wife left science to come be with me. I only hire smart people. Boy, if that were true, I wouldn't be hired. And definitely not Michael. I'm just saying. Thank God that he picks the weak things of the world. Hallelujah. You and I are no longer credited righteousness. We have been made righteous. There's a very big difference. God who knew no sin became sin. You're like, how can me, a sinner, become righteous? The same way God who was holy became a sinner. If God who is holy could become sin, how much more easy is it for me who is man, a sinner, to become righteous? It's so simple. God who knew no sin became sin so that I who is in him might become, not imputed, but become the righteousness of God. So you have to hear me hear something that you will not hear in most churches you go to. You don't have to go beg God for forgiveness every time you enter in. You can walk in boldly into the presence of God because the blood of Jesus has given you access into the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. No longer do you have to stay in the outer courts and sing, cleanse my lips, take, a, take the coal, oh Lord, wash me. No, no, you are washed before God. God does not see sin on you. If God could say something to any of you, you're like, preacher, you don't know what I did yesterday. I don't care. If God could say something to you, if you are in Christ, God says this, I find no fault in you. The other day I had to look in a mirror and say that. I'm starting to realize that it's very easy to give forgiveness to someone else. 
But it's really hard to look into a mirror and say to yourself, because we're really hard on us, man. Sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and say, Zach, I find no fault in you. Come on now. Say your name. Shout it. Now say the words. I find no fault in you. Do it again. Zach, I find no fault in you. Come on, somebody. You have been made righteous. But also, where are we? But they were written for our sakes too. Righteousness, standing acceptable to God, will be granted and credit to us who believe, trust, and adhere, and rely on God who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Now watch 25. Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds. Underline that if you have Bibles that you like to make a mess in. He was put to death for our misdeeds. Now watch this. And raised to secure our justification. This is the part that church people stumble on all the time. He died so when you get saved, your past can be forgiven. But he rose again so that your future can be justified. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you got this. I don't know if you got this. See, because church people have no problem believing that God forgives my past sins until the next time you mess up. You know, justification is not just just as if I never sinned. Justification is God's way of looking at you as if you don't sin. You're saying, but preacher, I, I do sin. Yeah, that's because you're stupid. But just because you're stupid, God ain't changing his mind about you. Thank you, Jesus. God has made up his mind about you that the only way he's going to see you is as his son. He died for our sins, but he was raised up for our justification. Ah, Lord, that blesses me so much. He died for my sins, but he was raised up for my justification. Justification is God's way of looking at you as a creature that just doesn't sin. How is that possible? Because Jesus doesn't sin. God has made up his mind about you. That the only way he is going to see you is as his son. This is why resurrection is the bomb, y'all. This is why this Sunday you should be like jumping out of your skin. Keep your clothes on though. He was delivered for our offenses but raised for our justification, who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and raised to secure our justification, our acquittal, making our account and balance and absolving us from all guilt. Say all guilt. All guilt. Say all guilt. All guilt. Verse 5. How many of you know that when, when Paul wrote this, there was no 4 and 5? Is the translators that broke it up into numbers. So Paul's continuing his point. Therefore, having been justified by faith. How many of you have heard people start on chapter 5 verse 1? Well, if there's a therefore, like Brother Hagen would say, you got to read a few verses behind to see why it is therefore. Therefore, being justified by faith. Why? Because he died for our sins and he rose again for my future. He died for my sins. He rose again for my justification. Say that. He died for my sins. He died for my sins. 
but he rose again to justify me. Just as if I can never sin. Oh, come on. That's some good news, y'all. Therefore, having been justified by faith. So the question is this. How do you walk in this justification? By faith. By faith. There's a lot of people that have been justified that haven't received it. You just got to receive it by faith. What does that mean? I believe Jesus. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. If you notice, when we lead people to, to Jesus Christ, we always say that. I believe that you died for me and I believe that you rose again. Why? Because I don't want to just absolve your past sins. I want to make sure your future sins are covered by the blood too. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Say this, God didn't just forgive my past. God didn't just forgive my past. He forgave my present, he forgave my present. And, my and my future. Some church people just choked right over there and I plead the blood on you. Look. <laughs> Here's some common sense that I want you to understand. When Jesus died on the cross, you weren't even born. So every sin that you were ever going to commit was in the future. So why are you choking when I say Jesus forgives your future sins too? Your sin does not take God by surprise. You have been forgiven for. Praise Him. Praise Him. He was delivered for our offenses and raised up for our justification. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now watch this. Because we have been justified, because God does not impute my future sins even against me, God who knows the beginning from the end, knows what I'm about to do, what, what I may do, what I may not do, and has still chosen to see me as forgiven forever. He has chosen to justify me forever. Therefore, we have peace with God. Not the peace of God, peace with God. God. The only way to walk with the peace of God, meaning the shalom on your life, is to know that you already have peace with God. When you have peace with God, you walk in the peace of God. Are you with me? When you know that you have peace with God, you walk in the peace of God. Meaning what? Simply this. God's not mad at you anymore. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. He's not mad at you. People get mad at me doing the neighbor thing, but you know what? Yeah, whatever. Somebody here needs to hear this. God's not mad at you. The resurrection says one thing. God has absolved you of all sin. Can I say something that might mess with your theology, especially the church people? Hell is going to be full of forgiven sinners. That never took the time to accept Jesus Christ. The free gift. This is why I say, why won't you receive this gift? How crazy do you have to be to say no to Jesus Christ? Free gift. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to walk on your knees up a hill. You don't have to take a pilgrimage somewhere. You could be in your bathroom and say, Lord, I received this free gift. And your eternity is secured. Forever. Hallelujah. 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 This finished work that we celebrate today. Jesus died. 
And then he, before he died, he shouted, it is finished. But what was finished? Was the finished work finished? No. The finished work had just begun. He had just died. And then the Bible tells us that he went down into hell. And then he goes down there, defeats Satan for you. This is the thing I want you to understand. Would you give me your attention for just a few minutes? This is something you have to understand. It is no big deal for God to defeat Satan. That God, the creator of heaven and, he heaven and earth, conquered death, hell, and the grave. That's no big deal. It is a big deal when a man does it. <laughs> if Jesus defeated Satan as God... Satan had the right to call foul. It's unfair. Jesus had to defeat Satan as man. This is really something you have to understand. Jesus didn't just die for you. Jesus died as you. Ooh, go home. My God, that's good. He wasn't just in your place. He was dying as you. That's why the Bible says when Jesus died, we died with him. If we died with him, then we rose again with him. And if we rose with him, then we shall reign with him. Come on now. You will never understand the power of what it is to reign with Christ until you understand that you died with Christ. You know how to get saved? Do you know how to get saved? You're going to die. It's really as simple as that. I've been saying this for a few weeks now. The Christian life is so hard. No, it's not. The Christian life is not hard. The Christian life is impossible. <laughs> so Jesus lived it for us. Whew. The next time you do something dumb and that guilt comes over you, don't sit there feeling nasty. What didn't I do? What could I have done? Why didn't I? Just say there, Lord, I thank you that your blood covers me. I thank you, Lord, that this did not take you by surprise. Did you know that it's that guilt itself that makes you do it over and over and over again? Do you know that that guilt is what makes you sin? Did you know that? Listen to me. Condemnation is the breeding ground for sin. Condemnation is the breeding ground for sin. So if you sit in a church that reminds you of how sinful you are, you no wonder you sin all the time. But righteousness is the breeding ground for victory. Jesus took that blood. After he went down into hell, he went as us, for us, rose again for us. I said this last week and I want to just touch on it real quickly. Jesus was not called the son of God until he came to the earth. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? He was not called the son of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the God, the, the father, the word and the spirit. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then he became flesh and dwelt among us. That's when he got called the son of God. Why? The son of God, the God himself took the title of the son of God. So the sons of men could now be called sons of God. That was awesome, dude. I don't know if they got it, but that was awesome. Jesus went down into hell 
as man. Defeated Satan as man. You have to understand this. He didn't defeat Satan as the creator of heaven and earth. How unfair is that? You made me, you whooped me, big deal. Now, he went down as man, as you and me. So here's the funny thing, you have to hear me. When Jesus whooped Satan, you and I whooped Satan. This is really good. So now you can't go around going, well, the devil's risen up against me like a flood. Whoa, could it be Satan? He's a defeated foe. He will only be as big as your ignorance lets you let him be as big as he is. He is defeated. Defeated. What part of defeated don't you get? He's defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Jesus as man went into heaven, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, and poured that blood onto the mercy seat for the eternal redemption. The eternal redemption of man. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Write these down and go home and study it. For the eternal redemption. Turn there quickly. Hebrews chapter 9 verse number 12. Y'all didn't think the Bible was so much fun, huh? Man, this stuff makes sense. I've told some of y'all this and I'll say it again. Don't avoid the Bible, man. So if the Bible is kind of hard to understand sometimes, go listen to somebody else that it's not that hard for. Really, it ain't that deep. And as you listen to someone else break the word of God down simply, it'll start making sense to you. And the next thing you know, you're like, man, I got a message from Pastor Zach's message. I used to sit in some churches and the preachers would preach some crazy stuff. And I would listen to them and get such inspirational sermons. I was anointed spit, honey. Inspirational sermons from the stuff they would preach. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all. Having obtained, shout those two words. Eternal redemption. Eternal redemption. This blood was poured for your redemption. This blood was poured for your sanctification. This blood was poured for your justification. This blood was poured for your healing. This blood was poured for your deliverance. This blood was poured for your peace. This blood was poured so you and I can have everlasting life. Would you thank God for the blood today, church? Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 
1-800-529-2675, San Antonio, Texas, 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.